0: I think if you learn from the past, there's a good chance the future will be different. It's just so great to see such a passionate fan base here in Vancouver. They've been waiting a long time for this. Your support is what's going to make winning a Stanley Cup in this city
1: so special. And I got a feeling it's going to happen very soon.
2: Hello everyone, welcome to our fourth episode of Canucks Cast. Today we're going to be talking about the whole season. of Canucks had a whole previewing the Canucks and Flames playoff series, and talking about the whole playoff series in general, and pre- and talking about which Canadian team from each conference has the best chance of making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And we'll also be talking about if we agree about the awards that the Canucks have. The Canucks won at the end of the season. All that and more on this episode of Canucks Cast. So. What was your favorite part of the whole season, of the Wiggler season, Trevor?
0: Well, I think the best part was knowing that we're making the playoffs. Like, last season was a gong show. And just knowing that we're back in the hunt, we're one of the 16 teams that, can, that will be playing for Lord Stanley, it's just a great feeling.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Making the playoffs was, uh, was the goal. They achieved their goal. And now we'll just see what happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, there were was, was some highs and lows during the season as well, but uh, the impressive thing is that they didn't go on an extensive losing streaks. So, I mean, the longest one was five games.
0: Yeah, and we didn't have a low where John Tortorella was attempting to fight the Calgary head coach. It, so, you know, we really didn't have any lows where we were like, wow, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. We, we really were very stable this year.
2: Yeah,
1: you know that whole John Tortorella fighting, uh, trying to fight Bob Hartley. I actually enjoyed that, and I liked what he was doing there. It could have went either way. It could have either um, sparked the team, and the team would have been like fantastic the rest of the year, or it went the opposite. Unfortunately, it went the opposite, but it could have done the exact opposite of what it did.
0: Yeah, no, I just think the Canucks' record when Mike Sullivan was filling in as the interim head coach, it was god awful.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan was not ready,
2: that's for sure. Yeah. and impressive thing is that they finished with 48 wins. Only five back of the New York Rangers for most wins in the NHL. And the only reason that they didn't get more points is because they didn't go to overtime more. I mean, if they got more loser points, they could have finished above the Predators with their 48, above the Blackhawks with their 48 wins. Don't you think that's a bit impressive? After falling back from the bottom of the conference, they come back and get 48 wins.
0: Yeah, no, it, it really is. At, at the beginning of the season, Trevor Linden says, we just want to get into the playoffs and see what we can do there. And, you know, the Canucks did that and more. We were the fifth seed, if you want to look at the old format, standings. We aren't like the eighth seed. We, bar- we didn't barely sneak in like Calgary. We really had the playoffs. We were really locked into the playoffs two weeks before the season ended.
2: Yeah, and most analysts said that we would be a, a bubble team going in. Boy, do we so so them wrong. Were,
0: we're not at all. We're we have as good as a chance yeah. as a team like Chicago does, in my opinion.
2: The analysts, the
1: analysts also said that LA was going to make the playoffs, the Bruins were going to make the playoffs. Like this was just an odd year.
0: Yeah, this no just, one just, no one yeah. had Ottawa making the playoffs. No one had Pittsburgh barely making the playoffs where they had to play
1: a game against Ooh. Buffalo in their season finale to even get in. Nobody picked the Islanders. No, nope. The Flames were picked to finish like 13th in the, in the conference.
0: Washington was a surprise with Trots.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm really happy about? The last three teams that knocked the Canucks out of the playoffs all missed it. The Bruins knocked them out 2011-2012. It was the Kings Last, in 2013, it was the Sox. All three of them missed the playoffs.
0: Yep. Yeah, I know. And I think as bad as L.A. and San Jose played this season... I'd still be scared of them in the playoffs. I'd actually be still scared of a seven-game series with the San Jose Sharks.
1: L- LA is still, is still the best-built team in the NHL. Even though they didn't make the playoffs, they're still the best-built team in the NHL.
2: Yeah, I think they were just too gas and too tired from playing too much hockey in a short amount of time. I mean, you play, you play that many games in that short amount of time, you're going to feel tired.
0: Well did you hear about the players locking Daryl Sutter out of the desk out of the dressing room? Did you hear that report?
1: Oh I heard that. I read the story on that. The the team locked him out and then barricaded the door. Yeah,
0: and then when he come it's when he enter finally enters the dressing room, everyone's gone. That's that's crazy.
1: Daryl Sutter's always had a shelf life though. Like after about three, maybe four years, that's it. Like yeah. Because of the way he is, the way his demeanor and things Tortorella is the same way. Tortorella he can be
0: gone it. soon, because he, he yep, he left he was fired from Calgary. He, he can no,
1: be yeah, fired I, from I, the I, Kings. I don't think I don't think you'll be uh coaching LA next year. Really? No. You really don't no.
2: s- well I, no. I would say you I would, I would say you're warned about that. I mean I said you would give him another kick at the can. I mean, certainly Mr. this you but they might want to give give him another chance to see if he can lead him to another Stanley Cup next season.
0: I think, Dean L- I, think players, Dean Lombardi's, I think Dean Lombardi led him to the Stanley Cup more than anything. He was the one who made the tactical moves.
1: If none of his players like him and they're walking him out of the dressing room, That's if a Dean message. Lombardi yeah. doesn't fire him, then that just shows how uh, that being Dean Lombardi has no idea what he's doing.
2: Yeah, but I think when they were back in 2011, the Canucks locked Alain Vigneault out of the dressing room and they only had a players-only meeting, and I think that was after a disastrous game against Chicago, where they lost seven to two. And after that, they went on that long one.
1: They didn't—they didn't, they didn't uh, lock. They—they they just told Alain Vigneault that they're having. That,
0: yeah. They didn't lock. They, him
1: didn't, out. they didn't lock him out. They just said we're having a players-only meeting, and AB a- was all about letting the leadership group take over if they wanted to do that. He let them do that. They actually locked Daryl Sutter out. They barricaded the door. He had to go and get um, somebody from the stadium to let him into his locker room.
2: Uh, <laughs> like, like, They let that out.
1: That's a sign right there. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, if, they, if they're going to do that and I can't see him being around for too much longer. But what he did with, with L.A. was impressive. Two couchs in... In three years, it's hard to do that.
1: I don't. Th- I don't think it was uh, Daryl Sutter at all. I don't. He had a great team around him. Uh, I, I think. I think Dean Lombardi bringing in the pieces. All Daryl Sutter had to do was stand behind the bench, and he doesn't talk. So.
2: Yeah. No. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, but expl- I can explain why the previous why LA wasn't as good and. In twenty eleven when when we were well on fire, I mean they had a coach but they weren't one playing as I don't think they were playing as well with, with the previous coach they had before they were sort of were they? Oh, they? They, they
1: didn't have Yeah. They was still it was still young, still coming into his own. Kopitar uh, wasn't uh elite yet. Like it they just grew into their own they didn't, they they didn't have
0: Jeff Carter or Mike Richards back then either. They, they made a yeah, the big, big trade. Yeah.
1: That was – That was. That, that, the, the big the trade
0: was in the offseason.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's why everyone in 2012 was like, why are they playing so bad? Because they were the eighth seed by the end of the regular season in 2012, and everyone's just like, you know, they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. Just watch out Vancouver, and we lost in five games.
1: Well, they beat everybody that year. They only lost twice.
0: It's like they took off, I don't even know, it was crazy.
1: Just they like played, in 1994, so, you know. when the Canucks made it into the playoffs as the seventh seed.
0: And they were no one th- was expecting that, though. People actually expected the Kings to make some noise since they had required guys like Dustin Penner,
1: Richards, no, and well, Carter. No, totally, I agree with that. But my, my point was that uh, the Canucks were expected to be one of the top teams in the league in 94.
0: Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Actually, you have a good point. Yeah. All year and it worked to their advantage yeah
2: yeah it, yeah, it, it did and now the, now let's and now after the Boston missed the playoffs they fired their general manager Pierre Cirelli what do you think is going to be working next
1: um well I think Cam Neely is going to take over yeah right? it's going to be Cam Neely I don't think he's going to hire anybody else and I have uh, a feeling that, well, Peter Sorelli is probably going to be the first GM that is hired in the offseason.
0: He's going to be hired by the Leafs. Watch out. He'll be hired in an
1: instant. It's either, uh, either going to be the Leafs or it's going to be the Sharks.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because Doug Wilson, oh my God. Yeah. That is a mess down there. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those two teams.
0: Did you hear George, Did you hear Joe Thornton's comments?
1: I heard Logan Couture's today.
0: This is what Thornton said about Todd McClellan. Todd has to talk to his family. Maybe he should talk to his family as well in here.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> didn't hear that. I heard Logan Couture's today. What did he say? He said uh, they, they asked him, uh, well, what, what what happened this year? And he said we just didn't play well. We didn't have good leadership in the locker room. Like
0: I think both well, I to fired. I think
1: I think, um, well, I think Todd McCullough's gone too, but I think uh, um, out of everybody that is on the Sharks team, I think pretty much the only untouchable would be Logan Couture.
0: And maybe Pavelski.
1: Um, and maybe Pavelski, but that's about it. Yeah, everybody. Marlowe
0: needs to go, go. Yep. Brent yeah. Brent Burns should be gone, I think.
1: But they're going to be really hard to trade because uh, Doug Wilson just gave them that extension last year.
0: Which makes no
2: sense.
1: Which makes no sense.
2: What, and I, what about Thomas Hurdle? I mean, I think he was on a team and last, I think last season he had an explosive year and was on pace for being, I don't know, rookie of the year and winning a I think uh, he's, yeah. of,
0: he's a finesse player that we got too excited about. He's like, remember when Sergei Shirokov had those great games in the preseason? It never panned out.
1: Yeah. I, Thomas Hurtle, He he plays well with Thornton, but if you put really anybody with Thornton, like Thornton is probably the best passer in the NHL. You know, I, like, I and I, I think, yeah. Him Henrik are right next to it. Like he, he, him and Henrik are one of the best passers ever to play in the NHL for passing the puck. You you play with Joel Thornton, you're gonna score goals. <laughs> like
0: yeah, no, his stats they're, they're still great. You take him yeah. at his stats, he's still averaging a point a game. Back yeah. to Hurdle though, is Hurdle anything more than a Linus Omar or a Magnus Pyarvi? No. He's not gonna pan out. So. No, I don't it's think so. All dude. Yep. He's lightweight.
2: Yeah, and speaking of it, this season, Hen- Henrik did became something that did something that only four only three Swedes have done before him. Recorded seven hundred assists in the NHL. I think he's he joined Daniel Afford, Daniel Alfredsson and Matthias Olin as one of the as as fellow Swedes that only have done that.
1: Well, Matthias Olin never got seven hundred assists.
2: I think I think there was some other Swedish player. Just can't really remember. Probably
1: Sundin or something See, like yeah, that. It wouldn't D- have been Olin. I don't think yeah, Olin got seven hundred points.
2: Yeah. So yeah no, no. No, I think oh. I. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got mixed up. I think it was yeah, it was Sun Dean and Alfred that he joined us as an elite company.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. So. We're,
2: you
1: know Olin wasn't even close.
2: Yeah. So what? So what do you think of that? assist each other for Daniel. I mean, he set up beautifully for Daniel to just hammer it past Quick to tie the game. I think that
0: yeah, was the that best. Was a, I think that was the best scoring play I've ever seen this
2: season from the Canucks. Yeah, uh, I was just about to say
1: that, and that was the only way they were going to beat Quick that night was a perfect shot. Nothing else was going to go in. Like, well, you not know, even look at the uh, the shootout. It took a perfect move by Higgins to win.
0: Who's your favorite Sadine?
1: Ooh.
2: For me, I have to, I, I, I'd
0: have to say him. Daniel because he seems a little bit tougher, a little bit more of a mean streak to him.
1: Yeah. i think only because he does uh, – he, he brings more – he's a center, so centers have to do more on the ice to begin with. But I think, like, he – without, like, if we had to lose one of them – like, remember when Daniel went down for those 18 or 19 games or whatever? Yeah. Henrik still averaged in those games a point a game. When Henrik got hurt, Daniel uh barely recorded uh a half a point a game. Like yeah, it's a good Henrik, point.
0: It's a good point, Henrik, but I still prefer Daniel to be honest.
1: Well, it, it, for for goal scoring, but, uh, although
0: although you know, Henrik scored more I think this season.
1: No, no, Daniel did get to 19 I think.
0: Okay, Henrik got
1: eighteen, a couple, couple, one or two away from him, which I thought was really surprising.
0: Yeah, Henrik got one less, which was crazy. Yeah.
1: But, 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 back to the Flames. Uh, a, a really interesting stat that was put on Twitter today is uh, uh, yep. uh, they, they broke down all the lines and how they scored. If you shut down Calgary's number one line, their next line up. Uh, um, um, only has 18 goals for the year
0: yeah and you want to hear another stat career playoff goals Henrik and Daniel 45 the entire Flames roster 24
1: and I bet you Yuri Hoodler's got what
2: 23 of them
0: Getting <laughs> no with Detroit and I can't believe how good I can't believe how good Hoodler's been playing lately
2: yeah yeah I mean when he was in Detroit I think he was a third line center but when he went to Calgary after he's, now he's been in Calgary he had a fantastic season
1: it, it's Detroit crazy still have, still, Detroit still would have never won the cup in 9 without Hitler yeah
2: I know yeah.
1: or 08. wait.
2: and it questions to me why he chose Calgary after, he chose to play in Calgary instead of resigning in Detroit if he could
0: like after the 8 9 season people forget this Yuri Hitler left for the KHL to play a season in Moscow
2: he returns
0: yeah. and he's almost playing even better it's, it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what Yamu Yago did, and now he's just playing and playing just as, as just as well as he did before he left.
1: Yeah, and Yager just signed another one year contract.
2: Yeah, with the with the Florida Panthers, and I think they're a team to be watching out for next season.
1: Uh, yeah. I I I don't know what Dale Talon's doing is. He's just getting a lot of old guys to come in. Like he got Willie Mitchell, he uh, <clears throat> went and got like Thornton.
0: Oh God, that made no he sense. He
1: just got a whole bunch of old guys. He's Wait. never gonna win that way.
2: No. Yeah, but I think you. I think the reason he did that because he wants veterans to lead the Wookiees. Someone you know, the Wookies can look up to and see. It's kind of like what I think well, that's
1: well. why Yager was re-signed, but yeah. it didn't seem to work this year.
0: Yeah, well, Dell Talent overpays a lot. He overpaid oh, he always. Has. He, he overpaid Brian Campbell back in Chicago. He overpaid yeah. Willie Mitchell, and he overpaid Dave Bolt.
1: He got fired from Chicago for that that very reason.
0: Yeah, for stupid because contracts like that.
1: Well, no, he didn't uh, qualify. Uh, uh, Versteeg. There was three players. Bufflin was one of them. Um, he he weighed, didn't qualify all of them and uh, then when it came down to it he had to pay them $3.5 million dollars no, on their very no. first contract coming out of the entry-level contract
0: Yeah, and they didn't have any money Yeah, after the Hawks won the Cup in 2010 they were definitely handcuffed that offseason yeah. and were almost unloading so many contracts
2: Yeah they were and and, and what did you think of the awards that Canucks won this season with Derek Dorsett being the unsung hero Radim Vabada being the end the MVP.
0: Well, I think, oh, yeah. no-brainer MVP, and it was great to see uh, Gino out there. It was great to see him. Yeah, it was. And he doesn't he does doesn't look
1: that bad like they're saying yeah. that yeah. he didn't have like a couple weeks. Yeah, because no, he looks way
0: better than I thought. I thought he was, yeah, it's great to see that he's doing well, remember better, when,
1: when they showed that on TV about when all the people went to the hospital and started yelling Gino when he actually came outside. He didn't look very good then.
2: No, he didn't. But he's but, he, but he's a fighter. And I think it's all thanks to the fans believing in him. that I gave him the courage to fight his disease. Yeah, yeah we, well, have it's the,
0: it's we have it's the it's best this. fans for this. We have the best Boy. fans for this. We, we support our former Canucks to the highest regard. And it's great to see. And that's why I love... Canucks fans, even though we can be fickle as hell.
1: I, I I agree, like, Gino is a fighter. This disease, unfortunately, he won't be able to fight forever. Like, eventually it is going to come. There's just no cure. Like, his days yeah. are nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like Brian Murray, it's, but he's fighting. That's all that counts.
1: Yeah. He's fighting, which is good to see, because Gino's always been like that. But, in the end, unfortunately, it's not going to work out for him, but
2: Mm-hmm. But now let's talk about the Canucks and Flames series. A lot of analysts are saying are picking oh the Flames every every sports analytics. So I watched picked the, has always picked the Flames and now, and I think they're forgetting the fact that the Canucks have playoff experience and know what it takes to get to the finals. Plus, they got a player that just went to the finals last year and Derek Dorsett Well, yes,
1: yeah. I agree. But but also too. And I think a lot of analysts are looking at at this part because goaltending is so huge in the playoffs. Jonas Hiller has played a lot of playoff games. Eddie Lack has never played one. And yeah, he can have a great regular season, but but getting thrown into the playoffs, it's like a relief pitcher trying to start in the play, in the World Series.
2: Yeah, but I think whenever when Luongo first got his first playoff. Game. He excelled after that. I mean, I'm, I mean, his first playoff game, Luongo excelled.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. But uh, you remember when the whole uh, Luongo Corey Schneider happened with uh, Chicago, and Corey Schneider ended up starting ahead of Luongo? Yeah, I do. And then, and then, uh, after after that series, everybody um, hated Corey Schneider all of a sudden. Because yeah. he didn't win the series, and I think that this is the exact same thing right now. They're sitting their veteran. They're yeah. going to play a rookie. A, a rookie for the playoffs in there. If he doesn't win, the fans are going to turn on him just like that, just like they did Corey well. Schneider.
0: Well, Luongo is healthy back then, and Miller. Miller isn't even seventy-five percent.
1: You said yesterday he was eighty-five percent.
0: Well, he well he looked he looked awful against Edmonton. I can tell you that much.
1: But he played great in the third period in overtime when it counted.
0: How long was overtime? Four minutes? like.
1: Well, yeah, it was five minutes. But uh, the third period, he also played great. Like, like Ryan Miller reminds me exactly like Grant Pierre.
0: You actually think he's going to make the Hall of Fame?
1: Yeah, I think he's going to make the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, and, and Sean, you and Emma, you, you took... I want to go back to that Lorango, Corey Snyder, and say, and, I said that was game six, but remember, in that game, Corey Snyder got injured. But if he didn't get injured, who knows, maybe Snyder could have won that game for him.
0: It's ben Smith. Ben Smith, OT Magic.
1: Yeah, I, was, it, it, I was so
0: it, nervous after that game. It,
1: it, was, uh, it was possible, but, uh, it, the 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 Hawks really came on in the third period to get it into overtime, and like they were completely skating circles around us.
2: But but I was, I remember watching that game, and I saw us. I, I think I remember it differently that the Canucks were firing on all cylinders, wanting to get this game over and done with, and trying to eliminate the the Hawks in six, if I recall correctly.
0: Well, we were clinging to a one nothing lead the whole time in Game Seven, like. Chicago almost won in overtime. Sure. I remember one moment, when, like it was like a backdoor pass to Patrick Sharp, and like, what if the Hawks won in that OT? What would have happened? Some changes, drastic changes, would have been made.
1: Oh yeah, there would have been huge changes back then. If that if we had a lost uh, blew a three uh, nothing series lead to lose, and the Canucks they scored that first goal, and you could tell right after they scored that first goal.
0: Hanging on for dear
1: life. Yep. And just let the Hots come out All them all game. And, that, all and that's game.
0: not the way to play. We've seen yeah. so many times yeah, the Canucks clinging to those one nothing leads. They lose 2-1 in overtime.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I think if you forget, Bowles had a had a chan- uh, had a penalty shot chance, but he just shot the puck. He didn't try to use his traditional move, the backhand deke. And I think if he tried to deke it instead of just shooting it, he would have scored and gave and gave the Canucks a two-goal a 2 lead and made a two to nothing at that time.
0: And that's what the Canucks were doing. They were overthinking it the whole game.
2: Well, you were just talking about Burrows there, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bur- Burrows, Burrows has actually gone away from that deep now because, and that's why you didn't see him much in the shootout this year, because goaltenders automatically- It's so automatically, predictable. Yeah, he's so predictable now. They know what, what move Burroughs is gonna do. It's the same one every time. He did do a few shootouts this year, and it was the exact same thing goalies know exactly what to do now Verbata, one uh, is uh one of the best shootout uh specialists of all in time league history yeah like he changes it up Burroughs was doing great for a long time with that move and then goalies just finally just said all right well we're just gonna go we're just gonna go slide that way and go for that move and Burroughs never changed it up
2: hmm. yeah now let's Now, what are your series predictions in this Canucks-Flames series?
0: Okay, so, you know what? I just feel like the Calgary Flames are a team that has nothing to lose, and gradually, throughout the season, we've built expectations for this Canucks team. Jonas Hiller, as Sean said, has more experience in net than Eddie Lack does in the playoffs. Jonas Hiller has played in the big games with Anaheim. I feel like Yuri Hudler is going to go off in this series. And... I feel like this is going to be shades of 2004 again. Martin St. This time it'll be Yurihodler in overtime. Flames win overtime game seven in Vancouver. I really hope it doesn't happen, but I feel like it's going think, to
1: happen. I think that the, the Canucks are going to win in six. Like Monahan, uh, uh, I don't think is healthy. Like he hasn't practiced
0: all week. That's a good point. He does have a shoulder. And now, injury.
1: Saying, and now he's saying. And now he's saying, "Oh, I just wanted to give my legs a rest." You're a rookie going into the playoffs for your very first time and you want to give your legs a rest <laughs> <laughs> and not practice before you go into the playoffs? That makes absolutely zero sense.
0: You're, I'm just really doing reverse psychology here. I've had so much expectation for, this Can- for these Canucks teams down the stretch. I thought the Canucks were going go to the Cup Final in 2012. I really had a lot of expectation for them in 2013. This time around I have no expectation. I'm going to let my guard down. Well, I don't have say, you know what? Flames in 7. Flames I think in 7, OT Magic, Yuri
1: Hudler. I think they're going to beat the Flames in 6. 5 or 6,
0: but I,
1: I, I don't have any expectations
2: really for them. Well, my prediction is that the Canucks will win in 5 or 6 and go to the one to the Stanley Cup Final because this playoffs year is reminding me a lot of the 94 playoff series. I mean, the first round, they didn't have a lot of expectations for them going into the playoffs. And and the and the present trophy winners that that team that top of the league was the New York Rangers, just like in '94. So I believe it'll be a, re- a reincarnation of the '94 playoffs. But I, could I just don't, I don't think that this there's no way we,
0: there's no way we win the cup. There's just no way. Right. Tell me how I don't there's th- just no I don't way. Think, I don't think this team
1: even remotely is anywhere Resembles. close to what '94 looked like. Nope. Like '94, they had uh, I. Uh, that was one of the well, uh, the best built teams the Canucks have ever had. Ever.
0: Are you like, are you telling me our most exciting player, riding Rubata, compares to Pavel Bure? No, just no. No. No way. Pavel no Bure
1: scored twenty four goals in that playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's see if Rubata can touch t- can touch ten. Honestly.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think you'll get the ten either. But unless we go a lot further, like I'm expecting. Then to win the, the first series, but then after that.
0: Yeah, it's and winning, and winning the first series, that's that's a good season for the Vancouver Canucks. We yeah. expected to make the playoffs, it's an added bonus if we win the first round. There sh- Canucks fans shouldn't be pissed off if we lose in the second round.
1: No.
2: No. And now let's shift over to the Montreal Ottawa series. What are your predictions on that one?
0: I got R1, seven. I got Ottawa in six.
1: I, I, I think there's no team in the NHL that's hotter than the Ottawa Senators. They're
0: riding so much emotion, man. Like to uh, get into
1: the playoffs, they went twenty-one and three.
0: Mark Stone, two-year-old. yeah, Mark Stone has the most points since the All-Star break. Also, um, they're riding. You know, Brian Murray is slowly dying, unfortunately. And this past Tuesday, the Senators' assistant coach Mark Reed passed away at the age of 55 to cancer so this team this team is riding so much emotion and everyone should be cheering for them
1: what they did this year has never been done since 1994 when they changed it in their conferences and not divisions anymore it's never happened since then like Ottawa is, I think the team of destiny and a lot of people yeah. are like I don't want to go against Carey Price but without Patch Ready at least for tonight that's their their best. That's their best game. player.
0: I think, you know, I think Oh Okay, I won't say he's their best player. He's their second best player, though. Like, Reddy's my favorite NHL player to watch. I, I think he's remarkable.
2: Yeah, yeah but I, I think losing Reddy is like kind of like losing Patrick Kane. I mean, Patrick Kane was the leading point scorer for the Hawks when he went down. And look what happened. The Hawks rallied and and... And went on a great run with him to make into and they were in a playoff spot, but they played great even without him. So I think
1: Actually if you look back at their record, they uh they were in they were right right beside Saint Louis for first for a while there and then they got they dropped all the way to a wild card position. Like they yeah. actually fell fell apart with Kane Gone.
0: Yeah, and Pat also led the Patrick he also with the league in plus minus. So like yeah. he does it on both ends of the ice. The only yeah. problem is Ottawa, as you said, Sean, is the They're hottest fast. team right now in the NHL. There's yeah.
1: They're so fast too. And yeah. uh, okay. don't get me wrong, Montreal's really quick. I think this is gonna be an up and down, up and down, up and down game. Yeah, so, like serious. Like it's just yes. gonna be back and forth, back and forth.
0: I say sends in six. What'd you say again, Sean? I saw, I said sends in seven. What do you say, uh,
2: Alex? Alex? Well, I'm predicting that Montreal in seven. It's going to be a close, tight series, close one-goal games, and and I'm predicting the Montreal to win in seven because I think Carey Price, in the end, will outdo Andrew Hammond. I mean, let's not forget who has playoff experience on it about Price and not Hammond. I mean, True,
1: and, and if you look at Carey Price's playoff experience, they're absolutely horrible. His numbers in the playoffs are disgustingly bad. Right? He,
0: pulled, he pulled the Patrick Wall in 09 when they got swept in the first round by Boston.
1: Yeah, he mocked his own fans.
0: He wanted fucking out. He wanted fucking out of there. Yeah, get me out. Not anymore. Okay. They love him now, but
1: jeez. Gary that... Price has not never been a playoff performer. He did uh, well last year, and then Kreider took him out, and that was the end of him.
0: Tkarski.
1: Yeah, Tukarski played really well, but he, he like as soon, well. as, Tukarski, as soon as Tukarski went in there, I was like, he ain't going to out-duel
0: New York was unreal. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, right now in the playoffs, New York is, uh, they're, uh, they're the only team in the playoffs that don't have any holes anywhere in their lineup.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Except Rick Nash is not skating right now because he has the flu, so... Oh, that's, he's
0: not, that's nothing, that's nothing. Because they're going to breeze by Pittsburgh. And let's predict this series now. I say New York Ooh. and 5 against Pittsburgh.
2: Yes, I'm predicting New York and 4. are going to sweep sweep the Penguins. I mean, the Rangers are, are are one of the are the best team in the NHL. And they, like Son said, they have no holes. And they have the best defensive corps in the entire NHL. And plus, the Penguins limped into the playoffs. And they did that without Chris Latane. And with and Erhoff, like they
1: have they, had so many injuries this year. Yeah, it's not even funny.
2: Yeah. Now let's sift over back to the to the west and talk about the Anaheim Ducks taking on the Winnipeg Jets, who who made the playoffs for the first time, returning to Winnipeg and for the first time since 1996. Listen,
0: um, if you guys remember how hard it was to play in Edmonton during, Edmonton during 06, like Rexall Place was rocking back then. The MTS Center will be the exact same. I don't think a team's going to win a playoff game in Winnipeg. And, I, you know, you've seen Anaheim's track, track record in the past. Horrid. I think Anaheim, no one's scared of them. No one at all. And I don't not, think they're, they're still for the balance. They're not. They're just yeah. not. Winnipeg 20% in Twenty percent of their games this year went beyond sixty
1: minutes. Twenty yep. percent.
0: There's just there's That's been so totally many right. shootout wins and losses for them. It, it's yeah, yeah. I like I'm not. Well, sure. Sh-
1: I'm picking Winnipeg in seventh,
0: and and whoever comes out of that series
1: is gonna be beat up. Now it all depends on how beaten up they are, because those two teams are the biggest teams uh, in the playoffs
0: Yep, they are. But Blake Wheeler is playing fearless with that uh, with the mask. Jeez. And Pavlik
1: before or the he cage got,
0: so- the cage, sorry.
1: Before that one that one win at the la- second last game of the season. He had three or no, no they they won uh, that that was the shootout loss they had. He had three shutouts in a row. And one of the shutouts he actually got a loss
0: what?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and plus Dustin Byfuglien is going to be walking, the Anaheim Ducks' all our series long I mean, like you said, it's going to be a physical series. And once they get out of it, they're going to be bowed and bruised, and not, and not I even mean, so, if even if they make it past this round, that they'll have enough energy and gas left in the tank to play the next team because they'll be so bruised and beaten up from facing the Winnipeg Jets.
1: And I saw on Twitter today too that the Anaheim Ducks' average price to go to a game is $44. The average price to go and see the Jets play is 739 Winnipeg fans could actually fly to Anaheim, go to games one and two, cheaper, go to yep. Disneyland um, for a few days and, and fly home for cheaper than one game in Winnipeg. And
0: those tickets are going to get even cheaper during, uh, as game time gets closer. Last last year during round one for the Ducks, I was just fooling around on StubHub. Seven dollars one hour yeah. before puck drop at the Honda Center. Seven bucks for a playoff ticket.
1: Yeah. yeah. You can't even get parking in Vancouver for that.
0: Parking, what, like 30 bucks?
1: 20, 20. Now and and I go to a place uh, on on richards uh right at richards and uh and georgia and it's uh, and i pay uh i pay if i get there after six o'clock I pay six bucks
0: I always use public transit but the the sky train line is a joke after games
1: yeah, I know that's why I stopped doing that
0: <laughs> usually I just go and eat eat somewhere after the game so I can let the line just yeah it it's but that's why we love hockey. It, it, this market is hockey crazy here in Vancouver.
2: Yeah, now let's sift over, sift over to the St. Louis Blues taking on the Minnesota Wild. The Wild were out of the playoff spot, but ever since they've been been gotten Devin Duvnik, they've been the hot, one of the hardest teams in the Western Conference.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm picking uh, Minnesota in seven. I think it's going to be hot, a hard, hot series. St. Louis's biggest problem is goaltending.
0: Yep, and Jake, and Jake Allen is starting, which makes no sense since at least Brian Elliott has some playoff pedigree. I'm picking Minnesota in six. I think they're the best team in the West.
2: Yeah, I've, I've, I'm also picking the Minnesota in six games. I mean, they've been red hot since the acquisition of Devin Dubnik. And I think Devin Dubnik will get his first taste of playoff experience and get his first playoff win and playoff series win and move on to the second round in six games.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree and, you know, St. Louis, if they don't get over the hump this year, Hitchcock is gone.
1: Yeah, he still plays that really, really defensive style
0: and things and, like that. Yeah, and he's another one of those coaches that players don't exactly like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, even though they don't exactly like like him, he's got a lot of wins in the NHL and he's even passed pat I think he's even, I think, past um, Pat Quinn for all time in, in coaching wins.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. not disputing that. He's, he's definitely very effective.
1: Oh, yeah, Ken Hitchcock has also uh, coached way more games than Pat Quinn
2: ever did. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm just saying that he's a very good coach, and, and I think there's a reason why he's been so successful. He's,
1: I, I think he's a very good defensive coach.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the reason that is because he works has a lot of top defensemen on on his team. I mean, Alex Petrangelo uh, but it didn't
1: work. It didn't work for him in uh, in Dallas because he didn't have the right players for his system. It all depends on the system when you go to a team. If you've got the right players in place, your system will work. If you don't have the right players in place, it won't work. Tortorella last year tried to come in and change the system yeah. um, uh, for the Canucks to a system that wasn't uh, that wasn't going to work for the type of players that were on this it, team.
0: It didn't fit for players like the Twins who no, suddenly had to play penalty kill minutes. The fourth line was playing three minutes a game. This system yeah. didn't work at all. This system would work for what? Like a, a team like the Boston Bruins?
1: Yeah. But and that's what happened with Hitch too. Is Hitch, Hitch didn't have the uh, the defensemen, and even the defensive forwards to come back, and uh, and and help out his goalie. And that's why he didn't last in Dallas. He didn't have the right the right personnel on the ice to make the system work anymore.
2: Yeah. yeah now let's talk about the temp, the Washington Capitals taking on the New York Islanders.
0: This is, uh, yeah. I this, is, this is the closest series ever here yeah. in the first round. I, I just really like the Capitals this year. I enjoy watching them, and I think, I think Holtby is very, can be a very hot goalie come postseason time. And fun fact, all three of the series that Holtby's played in have gone seven games. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Washington and seven because they have home ice.
1: Yeah, and, and, and also I, I was going to say Washington seven, and the Islanders have kind of fallen off. Uh, towards yep. the end of the season It's
0: become the John Tavares only show Which yeah. is good for John Tavares but not the team
2: Yeah Yeah and plus they have The best goal scorer In the league right now And Alexander Ovechkin Who scored 53 goals this season Is going to be The main force of event For for the Capitals And will be the main reason Why they will advance To the second round In six well,
1: games You know every year That Ovechkin is going to score At least 50 goals
0: Really listen. Play. Yeah, listen. I wasn't a fan of Ovechkin when he came to the league. I thought he was a one-dimensional player, but I really respect how he's bought into Barry Trotz's defensive system, and he's he's, he's team almost team. he's almost thrived under it. Yeah. Ovechkin versus Crosby. I will take Ovechkin any day of the week.
2: Yeah, yeah. And now let's move on to Tampa versus Detroit. Steve Yzerman taking off in his old club, the Detroit Red Wings.
0: Well, well, talk about Jimmy Howard falling off a cliff, eh?
1: Yeah, I know. He's not even the starter.
0: Peter Morazic in net. You know what? Uh, Last podcast, I'd say I'll take – or no, I think two podcasts ago, I said I'll – I think Tampa might sweep. I'll give Detroit some credit because they have guys like Zetterberg and Datsy.
2: And basketball.
0: Yep. Tampa Tampa has some injuries, I think. Some of their players are a little banged up. I'll take Tampa in six.
2: Yeah, I would have to take the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning in five games. I mean, they've been one of the best teams in the NHL all, all season long. Always, there was, always, they were always near the top of their division, and they got a deep team of centermen, Stamkos, Johnson, and and plus they got one, plus they got one, got Victor Hedman, one of the best defensemen in the NHL at such a young age. I'm, I'm gonna nice. go.
1: I'm gonna go off the board a little bit here and just pick the Red Wings in seven, and for, for, for uh, uh, a few uh, different. Well, for one, they still have that at a Bergen and, and like that two for me is the most exciting player to watch on the ice. Like that guy can do things with the puck that mm. I've never seen before, and you can never rule out Babcock. He is a master when it comes to matching lines. And and getting everything he possibly can out of his players come playoff time.
0: I just think Tampa—they have another year under their belt come postseason time. John Cooper's squad—they'll be ready this time around, and they have playoff guys like from last mm-hmm. season, like a Brian Boyle, a Ryan Callahan.
1: No, oh, I guys, agree, and i yeah, probably like going to be Stroman,
0: wrong. Yeah, Brendan. i probably
1: going to be wrong, but I want uh, I would love to see Babcock uh, make it into
2: the
0: second round. Yeah. You know, I think Detroit's always been a team you can root
2: for. So really,
1: really, if you look at it, like everybody's talking about coach of the year and things like that, and Hartley is probably going to win it, but Babcock has to be in the, in the final three. For what he did with that team that had no defense and all the injuries that occurred all through the year and still managed to win and win and win and win is remarkable.
0: It, it really is. It really is. And you have to give credit to Ken Holland, too, for drafting these players out of yeah. nowhere.
1: And then they went out and got Keith Yandel at the deadline, which is going to be huge in the playoffs.
0: Well, that was New York, actually.
1: Oh, yeah, that was New York. That's right. They got they, uh, they got the guy counter. from
0: uh, New G- They got the power play guy. Uh,
2: from Arizona.
0: For, yeah, I forget what his name is. Orwell McCulloch.
1: Was it
2: McCulloch?
0: It wasn't Mahal, Mahalik's in St. Louis. It was a guy from New Jersey. It was
2: Mike Cammalleri.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I can't think of him right now. Uh, I'll get him up. Hold on. Hmm.
1: Oh. Uh, because Maholik
0: went it. to St. Louis from Arizona.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. I know who you're C- talking about. I thought
0: the Canucks were interested at him in him at a time. I forget the player's name. Oh man. Hmm.
1: He was, they were inter- interested in, at one point. I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember his name now. Oh yeah, he is a PowerPoint specialist.
2: Yeah. And so, what do you guys, so, do you think any, of all the Canadian teams are in the playoffs this year, which has the best odds of making it to the finals from each conference? I think,
1: I think out of all the past years that we've seen, like, say in the past decade, this is the one year that is completely wide besides besides the Rangers I think every other series it wouldn't be a surprise if one team won over the other
0: this almost reminds me of 2007 it would be no surprise if we made it to the third round
1: no it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we made it to the third round, it wouldn't surprise me if we got bounced in the first yep. it is so close this year they showed the stats um, against Calgary and Vancouver they're almost identical in every style. I can't believe the Canucks are ninth and, uh, ranked ninth for power play now.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The defenseman, the Red Wings got Merrick Zidlicky. That's Zidlicky. Yeah. Just couldn't think of him at the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Canucks still get bounced from the first round, but I don't, I don't think that will happen. The, the Canucks. We still have a bunch of players from, from the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals and that know how to get there. And I believe that I'll, I'll leave, it's the reason why we're going to make it past the first round and past the second. For the Canucks,
1: I mean, uh, for the Canucks to be successful, they have to... Um, they have, going into the third period, I think they have to be up two or three goals against Calgary. Because Calgary is the best and it's not even close they're the best third-period team in the league they don't score in the first couple periods. It's the third period like that one game that they were against LA they were down by four goals going into the third period and they scored four goals in 10 minutes and took it to overtime and beat them like they and they're they were doing this on a game-to-game basis all year long they scored like 90 third-period goals or something dumb
0: yeah. yeah. no. But We're as, good at defending leads, I can tell you that much.
2: Yeah, but with Lack starting today, I believe we have we have the, you know, the edge in goaltending because Lack has an, has a sensational record against LA. He's three one and he's three one against them.
0: What do you think what do you guys think about Richardson coming in though? I feel like he's slotting in too early. I don't think he's even hundred percent. And as much as I despise Lyndon Bay, at least he's healthy.
1: Yes, but I think I think Richardson might not get a lot of playing time. I think he's gonna get a lot of face offs though. I think so, if him and Bill that're going to get the most face offs. And they're like, really if they're yeah. cool out there for a face off like on a penalty kill or something like that. He might be out there for 30 seconds or something and just go to the bench.
0: And there really isn't any prohibitive third or fourth line like they all get the same amount of minutes now. It's not like Doillas yeah. regime last year.
1: They showed the the stats line by line, um, say for the Canucks, and I think it was, it was something like uh, the the first line had fifty six goals, the second line had fifty eight goals, and then the third and the fourth line were like uh, one goal difference, or two goal difference, or something like that. Like they 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 had so much balance. Now, that all goes out the window in the playoffs. like yep. that, that doesn't matter anymore.
0: About we what? have one more series to predict, guys. Nashville versus Chicago.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. And Patrick I, Kane is, is apparently coming back. And he was supposed to be out 12 weeks with a broken collarbone.
0: Listen, a collarbone can't heal just like that. It's impossible. That. It can't heal. It can Patrick, pass Kane, Patrick Kane says, oh, I feel great. No, you don't. No, you and don't. The Blackhawks just aren't the same without him. Patrick Kane is arguably a top five player in this league. I think. I think. I don't. I think Corey Crawford is so shaky. At least I know what we're getting from a guy like Pekka Rene, who's a top top three goalie. Yeah, and as probably as, in, yeah.
1: would probably be top three in business.
0: As bad as as Nashville's playing down the stretch of late, yet
2: yeah, they lost six in a while before they started to the playoffs. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Smashville in seven. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna take the I think the I'm gonna take the Nashville in seven games as well. I mean, they got Pekarwini, who is a way better goaltender than Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford is just a good average goaltender on a great team, and Pekarwini is a Vesna Viz- finalist and and is probably probably gonna finish second behind Carey Price, and I think that's why. Right. It will be a close, close 7 game series and the Predators will be winning it and moving on to the 2nd round.
0: Yep, I'm just going by goaltending here. I, I don't even love Nashville, I just... I don't love Corey Crawford. And, yeah. I, and I don't buy that Patrick Kane is healthy at all.
1: Neither do no, I. No, he can't be, it's impossible. You can't. Yeah, a, a broken bone, a collar bone does not heal that quickly.
0: It's, it's a desperation move by Joel Quinville and Stan Bowman saying, oh, fuck, we missed the ball last year. We better not miss it again this year. It's a desperation and move. The Blackhawks, the Blackhawks had a 2 nothing lead in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals and blew it. And they don't want to blow it again this time, but they will.
1: And since Joel Quinville has been a coach to the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks have been doing this. People have been coming back that, that were con- clearly had a concussion. But they were playing. I'm like, the Chicago doctors are clearing people well before they, they've been cleared. And yeah. it's, only, it's only started since Quinville got there.
0: And it's going to come back to hurt him. It's going to come back like to bite Taves,
1: him. Remember when Taves got um, wiped out by Willie Mitchell? And yeah. he was back in like three games?
0: Like, that's a concussion. He got it, knocked out almost. At they,
1: he ice. could to the bench.
0: Yeah, he was struggling to the bench. Like you got to be out for at least a game there.
2: Concussion protocol. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, that doesn't. Seem... Yeah, and because i don't saying, i I'm, I'm and with that. I'm surprised Crenville is, is is still a coach of the of the Blackhawks if he keeps pulling moves like that. Because, because if I, because if I was playing for Crenville, I wouldn't. And so I would love to play, but I wouldn't want to be forced out there when I still have a concussion. Yeah, you just,
1: yeah, well, as, as a player, player, as a player yeah. players want to play.
0: Players want to if, play.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And if the coach will let them, even though they're injured, they'll play.
0: But this could hurt Patrick Kane going forward. I'm talking next season and years beyond if this goes wrong. It, all it takes is, All it takes is one bump, one awkward hit into the boards, anything, and this kills them.
1: You imagine Patrick Kane coming down the wing and he he's going into the corner to get the puck, and you got Roman Yossi or Shea Weber coming at you. And they well, just plaster you to the boards.
0: Yeah, and Patrick Kane. Game chances, yeah, he says he feels great, but he's going to be playing pretty tentative out there. Just watch. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I believe you'd be tentative out there. I mean, I, mean, I do believe your way is coming back way too soon. I mean, if if you're coming back about a two I think it's coming back too early. I mean, if the schedule says 12 weeks, then you should at least wait 12 weeks before coming back and helping this team in the playoffs. I mean, if you come back too soon, you can, you can injure yourself again and, and set yourself back even more.
1: Chicago just knows that without Patrick Kane, they're not going to go very far in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's an so aspiration move. move now. Yeah. What's, What's your guys' cup final prediction? Well, uh. I'll go first here. I got the Minnesota Wild and the Ottawa Senators in the cup final. I think both these teams are the hottest teams in the NHL. And you know what? How about their, their goalies here? Devin Dubnik was known as the star of oil change. Andrew Hammond was irrelevant before December almost, or January, whatever. Uh, both these teams, one of them has a terrible coach, like Ottawa doesn't, Dave Cameron. Mike Yo should be a nominee for the Jack Adams, in my opinion. Uh, these teams are going to go down to the finish. Listen, Minnesota has one more point than Ottawa does in the regular season. I'm going to take Minnesota in Game 7 at home because they they have home ice and they have a little bit better coaching. Minnesota in 7.
1: If everything um, goes well for the Canucks, then everything has to line up. Now, when I did my my bracket today on NHL.com, I did pick um, Vancouver and the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Final. How good would that be? Oh my God! Only, only, but it has everything has to work properly. Uh, it has to come properly. Like uh, St. Louis has to be uh, knocked out. Um, Winnipeg has to beat Anaheim because then we play Winnipeg second round. Like everything, ha- it, everything has to go according to plan for Vancouver to make it. Like that's just the way it has to go. Like in 1982 when the Canucks made it to the Stanley Cup Final. They made it to the Stanley Cup Final, and every team they played had a, had a record of five, Or uh, their record was under 500, every team they played.
0: Yeah, I'm just tired of picking the President's Trophy winner to go all the way, because it just doesn't happen if you look at history. And I'm just no, going to pick no, the, two, the, two, yeah, the two hottest teams, Ottawa in yeah. the Eastern Conference, Minnesota in the, in the Western Conference, and Minnesota is just a tad better. I Ottawa. picked
1: Ottawa New York in the East final and I picked Vancouver Chicago in the West final.
0: Yep, I had I had Ottawa New York in the East final and I think I had Minnesota. I think I put Vancouver there even though I I put I picked Vancouver for the NHL bracket but I on this podcast I had the Canucks losing in 7 in the first round. So
2: yeah.
0: it, I don't know who that team is going to be with Minnesota in the in the Western Conference. It's definitely up for grabs.
2: Yeah, but for me, I'm picking, I'm I'm going with Sean here, and having the Canucks and Rangers in the Stanley Cup Final. I mean, after all, they do have a coach that just won a championship down in the minors, and he. he, That doesn't mean anything.
0: That that doesn't mean anything, though. No. Really, because the Texas Stars won the Calder Trophy. You're gonna pick them just because Willie Willie Desjardins won in the AHL. This is the NHL. This is the big leagues. Yeah. That means absolutely nothing. If you're gonna go by. Coaching pedigree in the AHL? Are you serious? I think,
1: I think Willie's a great coach, but I don't think it has anything to do with the the Texas Stars. That that's a completely different leap Willie DeJardens Mar- is Mar- a yeah. Mark Mar- 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 Crawford just won uh uh the championship in the KHL. But when <laughs> he comes here he can't drop anywhere. Yeah. And he's <laughs> not gonna
0: put Gretzky in the shootout either. Uh, but we're not gonna touch on that. <laughs> Listen I can go on and on about Mark Crawford and those and those Morris commercials he used to have. But here's the fact. Willie Desjardins is a good coach, but he's not going to elevate a franchise like Mike Babcock can. There's there's just no way.
1: Mike Babcock is the greatest coach in the league.
0: In in the modern era, he's the best coach. Yeah. Past 10 years, Mike Babcock.
1: Yeah. He's never missed the playoffs either in his whole career.
2: No, he hasn't. It's just remarkable. Yeah, it's... And you call him the best... I think he is one of the best coaches out there, but isn't it surprising that one of the best coaches out there hasn't won more Stanley Cups recently in, in all the years that he's made it to the playoffs? I mean, after 24 years that they made it to the playoffs, they've only won four of them. Well, yeah, he, one...
0: he, he, yeah, but I don't know about that. Like He was coaching a team that was getting older year by year. They... He like, they, they should have won in 2009. I'm not sure how they lost in Game 7. Max Talbot, two goals. Fleury robs Robbs, Lidstrom at the end. I think Babcock's going to look back at that one and be like, wow, I should, have, I should have won too. But there's tons of teams or dynasties you could say that, that could look back and say, wow, how did we not win multiple championships?
1: Yeah. I still consider that even though they haven't won a lot of championships, I, I still consider uh, Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings a dynasty. 24 oh, straight years at play the playoffs. Either. Nicholas yeah. Lidstrom played his entire career without having to start golfing in April. His entire career, he made it to playoffs, and that's when the streak started. Was the year Lidstrom came into the league? That's when their streak started for making the playoffs. <sighs> Absolutely, Lidstrom's rookie year. Yeah,
2: that is that is incredible. The, the, the in my times Detroit has made it to the playoffs in a while, and I'm just wondering how long will it go on for?
1: Uh, like, can you think of another player that made the playoffs 21 straight years?
0: No, and this is the thing though if Babcock leaves for, let's say, a team like Toronto, who's going to offer him a lot of money.
1: And he does have, uh, he is friends with Shanahan. I'm going to so say this, see. I'm
0: going to predict this right now. Unfortunately for Detroit, I think Babcock will leave and take the money. Don't blame him at middle. And Todd McClellan, who was an assistant for Babcock in Detroit, will be fired by San Jose and hired by Detroit as the head coach. The Red Wings okay. will not make the playoffs next season.
1: I really, really, really hope that Babcock doesn't go there. because like, I, don't I Listen, to be I
0: hope the scenario enough. that I just put out doesn't happen. But I yeah. fear, I fear that it will.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For me, I would love for him to go to Toronto. I mean, to turn that franchise around. I mean, I, I don't want it, them I, to
1: turn that franchise around. I'd like them to be at the bottom forever. Yeah, no,
0: I, I fucking hate Toronto. I, no, yeah, actually, I, I fu- so I, hate you know, No, I, I actually, I'm a Jays fan. I'm a Raptors fan, but I fucking hate the Leafs so much. Listen, but the the sad thing is though, if Babcock goes to the Leafs. He will single-handedly
2: turn them into a playoff team. He just will. Yeah, oh. yeah. and that's what I'm. I'm and, and basically, that's what I'm looking forward to because I, because I know have some friends that know some people that that play in Toronto and just hate hate playing them because they're losing so much. And that's why. I, and that's why I want Mike Babcock to go there so he can turn that team around. So the the people that the know... the
1: thing is is I want the Leafs to lose. Like, all the Leafs keep doing is is bad-mouthing us and things like that. Like, we can't talk about the 94 run, but it's okay for them to talk about all the Cups they won. It just happened to be the last one they won was 1967, before the Canucks were even in the league. Like, those are, like, just so high. Every year, they're like, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs, but how many Cups do you have? Well, you haven't won a Cup since 1967. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> yeah, and I I think this year, is, it's going to be a good They haven't made the
1: finals since 1967, as a matter of fact. They made it to the conference finals four times since then, I think. Three or four times. Yeah. One of them was paid shots in ninety four.
2: Yeah, and then, and it surprised me that they fired Wanny Carlyle when they were in the playoff spot. I mean, you just don't fire a coach when you're in a playoff spot. You just don't. It's just stupid and dumb.
1: Oh, uh, well, it, you know why that happened. Remember when the New Jersey um, uh, uh, fired their head coach four games before the the season was ending and their team was first in the in the Eastern Conference with 108 points with four games to go and they fired their coach and then went and won, won the Stanley Cup. I
2: find that crazy
1: and and Lou Lou Lamorell has done that now twice he's fired a coach that has had a good season all year and he'll fire him right at the beginning of the year or right at right at the end of the year just before the playoffs and go into the playoffs with a new coach and and the year he did that again they ended up going to the Eastern Conference finals or was it the Stanley Cup no oh, it was the Stanley Cup final Here's The Kings
2: well I find he's done it
1: twice and, it, and it's gotten into the Stanley Cup final both times that's pretty remarkable he obviously knows what he's doing
2: <laughs> yeah true he obviously knows what he's doing but I just find that remarkable that he just fires the coach af- after the coach guides him into the playoffs and then just fires him just days before the playoffs begin I mean I mean that tells you that your is not even safe with Lula Amaro, even if you do make the playoffs no oh,
1: it's not
2: and I just, and I just find that uh, very uncomfortable for for the for the coach that's coaching now because so you make the playoffs, but I still may fire you. Enjoy it.
1: Yep, and that's why, uh, and that's why you've seen lately too other teams trying that method because it worked for Lou Lamarello. Why can't it work for other teams? So other teams will try it. And have it hasn't worked for them.
2: Yep,
1: but Lou lamarello is probably is he he's. A
2: brilliant. Yeah, is he is brilliant, and I think you definitely knew what he was doing when that happened. It's just a surprising that he can just. It kind of reminds me of what the Canucks, what the Canucks did with with what what happened with them when they, what was that, what was that other guy's name when that guy got suspended and a new coach took over.
1: Mike Sullivan.
2: No, I'm talking about back in the old days where, would started a tower power. I mean, there's a statue in front of him, and Rogers a winner. Oh, yeah, right
1: oh, yeah. yeah. Rog,
2: rog, what? Roger Nielsen. It kind, of remind, it kind of reminds me, the way that Lumoramo does that. It kind of reminds me of that. I mean, how coach got suspended, and and this guy took over. It kind of reminds me of that happening. Similar situation. Yep.
0: Yeah. Listen, guys, the puck just dropped between Ottawa and Montreal, and it's almost overwhelming knowing. The playoffs have just started. Um, let's get to our score predictions for tonight. First off, though, quick note, Jim Benning will be in Europe for the first four games of this series. He'll be scouting the U18 World Championships. It's almost like, you know what, as Jim Benning, I've done my job. It's time to see if the team can do theirs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think that...
1: Jim, I, Jim I, Benning is, and he said, and I, that's why I was really wondering what he was going to do with our scouting staff, because he is a scout and he said when he got hired I'm gonna I'm gonna be going on a lot of scouting trips and I was like well what are the scouts gonna do then?
0: Like, well, he's, the, he's the Canucks best scout literally. Yeah.
1: He's which the kid, which he's was the best scout. <laughs>
0: like, Gillis was the best piece of shit. That's what he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: Gillis was an ex-agent he was trying <laughs> to do what Brian Burke did but Brian Burke Everybody talks about how many cup or how many uh, wins he had. Are
2: you
1: there? Yeah. Okay. I'm on my phone and my phone just rang in my ear. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I, I I I don't know. It's gonna
0: it's this is gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, it's gonna you- be fun to watch and I see the Canucks win three one tonight.
2: Yeah, I was. I said my prediction on Twitter, and I'm, I'm still going by it. The Canucks went five to two.
1: Ooh, five goals against Calgary. Remember, Calgary owns the season series against us
2: too. Actually, yeah, but well, that's only because they got the extra point in overtime. I mean, if the Canucks managed yeah. to win that game in regulation. We'd have, we'd have won the season series.
1: So oh, yeah, but. That's
2: kind of what if, right? Yeah, but still, I'm not saying it could have happened. They could have won the game in reg- in, in, in regulation. Look at Andrew
1: Hammond's record. 21-2. and two.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> not not yeah, are you watching this goalie breakdown right now? Yeah.
2: No, I'm not.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the game right now, and they just showed the goalie breakdown. Andrew Hammond's record is just, it's astonishing.
2: Yeah. And I think that's gonna do it for this episode of Canucks Cast. So let's all go out there and watch the games and, and hopefully enjoy a Canucks victory tonight because the because Rogers yeah. Arena yeah. is gonna be rocking tonight with the first returns of the playoffs since twenty thirteen.
0: Yeah, listen, go Canucks go. I'm really excited, but I also have no expectation. I oh wouldn't be God. surprised <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we sweep and I wouldn't be surprised if we lose in seven, which is my ultimate prediction. Unfortunately, but yeah, go Canucks, go! Can't wait for puck drop. Remember, they're they're terrible on on
1: at home too. They have lost eleven straight.
0: Just abominable, home. and and the Calgary has the the sea of red going in the yeah. playoffs. And when's the last time Calgary made the playoffs? Two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! So good for them, but uh, hopefully the Canucks kick their ass tonight. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and teach them what it means to be and teach them what it's like to be in a playoffs, and hopefully get, get Calgary sinking on their feet and, and making dumb decisions.
0: Don't get it. All That's right. Good. All right, had fun, guys. All See right, you. had fun. and Enjoy the games, everybody.
1: And uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Go Canucks! Go Canucks!